Holy One, as this new day dawns, give me the courage of another road. Give me the peace to accept new things, to go new ways, to embrace the unfamiliar, and let go of my attachments and my fear of not knowing. Grant me the grace to accept change, and let each breath be a rebirth. Awaken me this day to your calling, and to my potential becoming. As I travel this new road, may I do so with steadfast courage and love. Amen. Good morning, Stone Village, and happy Ascension of the Lord Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scripture of this day. Confront us with your claim upon our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life, so we may know life at its fullest and at its very best. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The reading today is from Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the time or dates God has set, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? One minute Jesus was standing with and talking to the apostles. The apostles can see him. They can hear his voice. And if they had reached out their hands, they could have touched him. The very next minute, he was lifted up, and a cloud hid him from their sight. It's as if they were watching a breach open between him and them, between the unseen and the seen, between life as it was and as it is now. I don't know why the apostles stand looking up toward heaven, but I do understand those moments. There have been moments in my own life when I've stood looking up toward heaven. And so I suspect my reasons are not so different from the apostles. Those moments in my life have almost always been defined by change and loss. When I felt pulled between this and that, standing on a precipice of a widening abyss, fearful of falling in. At other times, it has been about a desire for something new, something different, something more. And then there are those times 
when I experience the breach between my life as it is and as I want it to be, between the person that I am and the person I want to be. Does any of what I just described sound familiar to you? When have you experienced a breach in your own life? When have you stood looking up toward heaven? What was happening in your life? I wonder today, in what ways do you feel pulled or torn between two realities? At some point, we all come to a breach, a chasm in our lives, which takes us to the very edge of what we know, <clears throat> to the border of what we believe, to the horizon of what we can see, and to the limit of our own self-sufficiency. For me, it's in those moments, uncertain of what to do, feeling somewhat paralyzed by indecision, that I look up toward heaven and I pray, and then I wait for God to act, to give me what I need, to change the circumstances of my life, to make it better, to do something. I want God to fix and close the breach, the chasm in my life. Because I don't know the way forward, I feel stuck and I'm frightened. Perhaps you can relate to those moments in your own life. Maybe that, that is why the disciples were looking up toward heaven. Maybe they too want a God who will fix and close the breach. But what if, what if God doesn't fix or close the breach in our lives? What if instead God calls us to step forward? What if we are the ones to fill the space? Over time, I have come to believe Jesus' physical withdrawal from this world is less about his absence and more about our presence. I think of it like a parent teaching a child to walk. At first, the parent stands over the child holding their hands. Then the parent faces the child and shuffles backward while holding the child's hands. But at some point, the parent lets go of the child's hands and backs up, withdraws from the child. To the child, it looks like distance or absence or a breach. But to the parent, it's a calling, an invitation for the child to step forward and fill the space, the breach, the chasm between them. When the men in white robes say, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? That's not a question to be answered. No, it's a call to move, to step forward, to fill the space. Of course, stepping into the breach will not resolve the tensions, <clears throat> the tensions or fears we carry. In fact, it may intensify them. However, stepping forward does allow us to hold those tensions. And that's what Jesus did with the breaches in his own life. 
Remember when he was 12 years old and Mary and Joseph thought he was lost, but he had stayed behind in Jerusalem. He was holding the tension between his life in their house and his life in God's house. Or when the Syrophoenician woman asked him to heal her daughter, he, he was confronted by another breach of his identity and mission. He held the tension between the children of Israel and the one he called a dog. Then there's the Garden of Gethsemane, in which he held the tension between his will and God's will. And perhaps the most graphic image of a chasm in Jesus' life is the crucifixion. Jesus nailed between heaven and earth, his arms stretched apart, embracing the world, praying to God by whom he felt forsaken. You see, Jesus never sidestepped the chasms of his life. He always stepped into and held the tension, and in time became more than he was before. Understand to step into and stand in the breach and hold the tension won't necessarily fix anything, but it does change everything. You see, those moments in life when we experience a breach, a chasm, are not just openings in our lives to avoid or fix. No, they are opportunities. They open us to something new, and they open something new within us. They offer us the possibility of transformation in ascent to new life. They remind us that life can be lived differently, that we can let go of patterns of behavior and thought, which may have been helpful in the past, yet no longer support our lives today. Whatever the breach in your life, in my life, might be today, we have two options. We can keep looking up toward heaven, <laughs> toward that which is unseen and intangible. Or we can shift our gaze. We can step forward, engage the circumstances of our lives, which are tangible, and begin to know life another way. Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God, so those to whom love is a stranger, they will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. I love you, stoners. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I will see you soon. Bye.